Hi everyone and welcome to the All Things ITSM Global Podcast, coming to you from Knowledge 16 in Las Vegas. I'm Kirsty McGow and I'm here with Ken Gonzalez. Hey Kirsty. Hi again. Charlie Betts. Hey Kirsty. And it's our pleasure to be talking with Christoph Goldenstern from Kepner Trago. Welcome. Hello Kirsty, thanks for having me. So, Christoph, uh, it's been uh, great getting to know a little bit more about Kepner Trago um, over the past period of time here. And uh, certainly with your background in uh, concerns like process improvement and especially incident and problem management, I think uh, you're starting to branch into some broader areas of interest to the ITSM community, uh, such as, for example, what do we make of Agile and DevOps and um, related concerns? So. What are, you, uh, what are you thinking um, along those topics? Um, well, there's obviously a lot of uh, energy and uh, excitement around things like DevOps or CM, and, and I think in general, sort of, the, there's a trend towards flattening IT organizations. Um, and uh, sort of our sense is, from working with a lot of IT operations, is that they still have um, a ton of work to do to venture out into this new brave world. Uh, based on how historically how siloed they have been, at least in the operation space where, yes. where we tend to focus. Um, for example, when you look at uh, you know incident problem change management, where we spend a lot of our time, we find that with many of our uh, clients, there's still very little integration uh, across those mm -hmm. uh, uh, functions. Mm -hmm. And um, I think this traditional sort of factory IT model is not really going to work. Um, uh, in this new context when you're trying to optimize your business for uh, for innovation and for speed. Yes. Um, and you know, if you think about DevOps, if DevOps is about breaking down barriers between Dev and Ops, I think you first have to break down the barriers within Ops. Mm. And I don't think that's ha that has happened yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's been very optimized for efficiency, but not necessarily effectiveness. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. Um, and I mean, it's interesting, I think, um, and may have partially to do with a little bit of a misinterpretation of frameworks like ITIL, which uh, you know have built all these lovely mm. processes, but I think a lot of IT organizations have taken that as sort of a reason to build functions around that. And if, uh, even if your function is a business process, yes. it's, still, it's still a silo. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, you know, these silos, we really have to start breaking down mm -hmm. again and look at more uh, what I would call horizontal business process management mm -hmm. if we're moving towards, you know, service mm -hmm. uh, integration and, and things like DevOps. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah, that, that holistic view is a lot more important. When, you, when they, people start to break those processes into functions, you have someone says, well, no, I'm, I'm change management, or I'm problem management. I don't need to do anything about incidents. That's, that's not my area. It's, but it's everybody's, you know, the whole way of running IT has to, has to involve everybody in the organisation. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, a, it's, a, it's become really counterproductive mm -hmm. that Yep. You know, people, you know, consider themselves, you know, I'm instant, I'm problem, yeah. I'm change. When you, when you, we actually strongly mm. believe that we should take an end-to-end process yes. view of those three yep. disciplines mm. um, because they ultimately ha all have the same purpose. And yeah, that they is um, eliminating downtime and increasing productivity. So yes. when you look at it from that end, you could actually argue that they are just different levels of availability management. You could just mm. call them level one, level two, level three. and at least from my hilltop, I think they should be under one, you know, yeah. under one management, and they mm. should be essentially reintegrated. Yes. How would you say that uh, from a KT perspective? I mean, there's lots of tools, there's lots of methods, there's lots of resources mm -hmm. people have available, and yet still, 
they, they try to apply them and they fall flat on their face because there's always, uh, what I've been seeing has been a cultural challenge around how do you adopt it and make it your own. Yep. How do you guys help them actually make that transition so they can do it effectively and not yep. experience the failure but experience the success that goes along with getting to that desired future state? Yeah, uh, we actually have seen that with a lot of organizations and sometimes with our own clients. and. Um, we find that typically to be the case if they look at it, uh, an initiative in a very isolated way, and especially when it comes down to things like methodologies, you know, be it Capatrigo or mm -hmm. KCS or, or something else, that we're looking at these things just as a training initiative. We put a bunch of people through yeah. some training and, uh, and then the world will be a better place. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what we, we know from our own experience that that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. We know that there are other elements in the structural social environment we need to dress and touch and align uh, to change skills and to behaviors change into results and that would include, uh, to your point, it would include tooling, building these methodologies into your workflows, into your knowledge bases, um, building it into your business process so it's actually how you do work on a day-to-day -day basis, but also making, uh, making it visible and measurable, so measuring the outcomes, but not only measuring the sort of lagging indicators that we would call them, but actually measuring the behavior change because only then we know that we're actually changing as a business mm -hmm. and that we'll, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll see the, the outcome at the end. Yeah, training is often a difficult one because you know, organizations put a lot of resource and funds into getting people trained and then at the end of it they say, well, we didn't get the results we wanted out of it. So they either, they either stop the training and say, well, that didn't work when really they should be looking at, well, what did we do with that training when, when our right. people had done it? How did we embed their knowledge into the organisation and, and make it worth some value? Sending someone on a training course does virtually nothing except gives them a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's the old uh, um, Paulo Freire, I think, the, uh, what did he call it, the model where you assume that knowledge is just something that can be poured into yeah. somebody's head. Yeah. And of course, in the uh, lean and agile community, it's all about coaching. Mm. you know, and helping step people through processes of hypothesis and experimentation. Yeah. And, you know, it's got to be grounded in their day-to-day -day work. It yeah. can't be some, you know, take two mm. weeks or take a week and yep. just go listen to somebody run through a whole bunch of PowerPoint yeah. bullets. Yeah, yeah. You, know? yeah you, do, you do quite a lot of work in coaching at KT, don't you? You've got your, was it Orca? Yes, we have a whole coaching yeah. framework. Yeah. Um, we've come mm. to the same sort of mm. conclusion that um, between all these levers, maybe the coaching piece is the most important one, mm -hmm. having this constant reinforcement back in the world's workplace and also a bit of a, of a safety net when you hit those, those bumps in the road. So yes. we have a coaching framework that we call ORCA, which stands for Observe, Reflect, Communicate, Assist. So it's sort of, it's a, it's very situational, interventional mm -hmm. uh, coaching mm -hmm. that drives change after the workplace. Um, so, you know, I have the simple formula. It's like, uh, you know, quality times adoption equals results. Um, you get the quality in the thinking, and a lot of that comes through the training, but it's the adoption that gets the results, mm -hmm. and coaching is a tremendous part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing that we've started to experiment with is um, simulating these new skills before you drop people yes. back into the high-pressure workplace. Yes. Um, having them practice those skills in a simulated yet realistic mm -hmm. environment, which uh, yeah. we've seen shorten the time to, to proficiency, uh, because you need yeah. to build confidence, especially mm -hmm. if you dropping yes. someone into an environment like major incident management or problem yes. management. Simulations um, are huge. That's very mm, exciting. Are yes. you using like uh, games? Are you building these own internally? Are you working with some other partners? Are you using a gaming framework or something else? 
We're actually working with a, a technology partner called sim for people that has built this with us. And um, it's actually using Lego Mindstorms as mm. protagonists, which you <gasps> yeah. can program with faults. So we have a, a limitless uh, number of scenarios yeah. that we can run people through on a virtual platform uh, with different levels of complexity. Um, and essentially what mm. you're troubleshooting is a piece of technology, a client-server mm. piece of technology within a business process. Mm. And Lego is, you know, everybody loves Lego, so oh, yeah. it engages people yeah. and, yeah, uh, cool. and especially, mm -hmm. you know, it, it appeals to the, to the millennials amongst us. I saw, I <laughs> saw <laughs> the that, I walked yeah. by your booth yeah. and you were so crowded I didn't stop yeah. by because you had a lot of people at your yeah. booth, but I saw the Lego Mindstorms, I was wondering what that was about, that mm. is so cool. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people stop by and ask, what, 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 what is that about? Yeah, what's it got to do with this? Yeah, that's great. I think uh, I think uh, I, d I discovered a few weeks ago that I, there's a new acronym um, that I can apply to myself, which is AFOL, an adult fan of Lego. <laughs> <laughs> My kids started building Lego, and I found I quite liked it too. So oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. So I certainly would would appeal to a lot of people, I think, in in our industry if they can get to play with toys like that and, and learn something at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Well, still fairly new to us, but uh, you know, it's. Uh, we think it's pretty exciting. We've yeah. already implemented with a number of clients, um, uh, fairly large clients, and they're they're seeing that time to yes. proficiency shorten. And yeah. and we, you know, at, at the end of the day, all our clients want it faster, better, and, yes, and more quickly. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Hopefully, that's going to help. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks a lot for your time this afternoon, Christoph. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and uh, learning a little bit more about what you're doing and where you're heading. Well, thank and you very much for having me again. Appreciate it. Thanks, thank you. Christoph. Thank you. Thanks.